0: A quick update on the COVID situation. The numbers for Victoria 20 new cases, all linked to existing cases, but only five in isolation during their infectious period. The figures for New South Wales are not so good 356 new local cases. There are 357 people in hospital now, 60 in ICU. There have been 95,037 tests conducted. Four cases in addition to the 356 acquired overseas. So the total daily tally is uh, 360. That's to 24 hours to 8pm last night. And I've got a feeling it's, it's around the same number today, unfortunately, for New South Wales. And it is spreading to the regions of New South Wales, northern New South Wales, being placed into lockdown. Now... One of the things that's a bit of a concern about all this is that there is talk of and potential uh, for more transmissible and vaccine-resistant strains to emerge. These go by the name Lambda, Eta, Kappa and Iota. And experts overseas are saying that the war has changed in this pandemic against COVID. Uh, there is the suggestion that Delta might be able to transmit as easily among the vaccinated as among the unvaccinated population. Now, that's not a reason to not get vaccinated, but it is just the reality, you know, and that's something that they've always said about these vaccines. They, they've needed to get data from the field to know what the transmissibility is like even once you've been vaccinated. So we could be entering a more dangerous phase of pandemic, Um, Austria's Institute of Science and Technology have published a study which suggests that vaccine-resistant mutations could emerge even when populations reached 60% inoculation. So the need to get millions vaccinated a week in Australia is only getting more urgent as time passes. There are concerns that in in Indonesia, our northern neighbour that large archipelago, which many people know and love from Australia, Bali, and other islands, the Mentawi surf spots, and uh, Lombok, wherever it happens to be, Java—it's—it's a—it's a beautiful place with beautiful people. But they are in a bit of trouble with with COVID at the moment, and there is the suggestion that with with uh, free, unregulated spread of, of the virus on an exponential level that you do have more scope for variants popping up in that that kind of environment. So it is very important. It's another reason why we all need to get vaccinated as, as quickly as possible. There has been some good news that the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, has today, or I think it was yesterday, approved the Moderna mRNA technology vaccine. And that will be available from September in Australia via pharmacies. So it should be easier to get your hands on you know, all this news and this, these sort of figures that we're seeing and the spread into the regions out of Sydney and this, you know, the very stubbornly, persistently high numbers for New South Wales uh, and the threat it's, it's already happened of leakage uh, beyond that state into surrounding states, Queensland, Victoria, the obvious examples, that, you know, we're not making that much headway versus Delta. Uh, it's a tougher beast to control, Um, There is talk of Victoria having rolling lockdowns until Christmas, and also New South Wales staying in lockdown until Christmas. So what, if anything, can be done? I think we need to be open to new ideas and be creative in dealing with this issue. Uh, because what we're doing now is going to have long-term, far-reaching impacts on all of our lives and those of generations to come. The economic and social consequences are much bigger than anyone realises or cares to admit now. I do a science and technology show, so I've always been interested in you know, the prospect of, of getting as much data as possible and you know unifying merging all that data so that you can really accelerate your contact tracing because one of the the issues is that by the time contact tracers get onto a particular chain of, of transmission and get it under control notify other pe- notify the people concerned and get them locked down uh, that you know it's too late there's already been transmission and with with delta we know this, it's a very very infectious disease indeed, two to three times more infectious than earlier variants that we've had in Australia, Uh, also suggested to be 30% more deadly. On this idea of, of, you know, of harnessing data, we've all got smartphones, they've all got location data. We've got CCTV cameras in in lots of locations. We've got tollways. Uh, I believe the ATO has a lot of information. There's Facebook, Google. Your phone is is a rich source of information about you, and it's all being mined by uh, big data, by uh, companies like Facebook, Google, Apple, to serve up targeted information to you, advertising to you. So they've got the data. Now, my thought is... What about getting all this data, merging it and and really speeding up the way that we can get control of the virus as it spreads almost in real time? I mean, that's what we need to be doing to keep, keep up with this thing. Now... I'm going to come to the privacy concerns because I know that they're there and I know that they're real and, and valid in some cases. But you just wonder you know, how bad things have to get before you start looking at these sort of things seriously. It has been done around the world. It's been done in China very effectively. Uh, it's been done in Taiwan, also in Vietnam, Israel, Russia, and Ecuador. This is literally getting hold of location data from phones, from cell phones, from smartphones, which a lot of adults have got in their pockets these days, and using that information to assist contact tracers. But there has been pushback, no question about it, and I'm going to come to that. But the idea is to automate everything, use the powerful tools that already exist, respond to outbreaks in real time, which limits the spread while you wait for contact traces. These statewide lockdowns are a medieval response. This is not prejudice or a a sort of unreasonable thing to say uh, because when I say a, a medieval response, when the Black Death was ravaging Europe 500 years ago, lockdowns were the only solution that people had. So in 500 years, you'd reckon we could do better, that technology would allow us to do better. Instead of an X for the Black Death being put on your door, we are into welding doors shut. Uh, or pleading for compliance. However, as I said, uh, there is resistance on the privacy front, there is the suggestion that if you did harness this kind of information, uh, that people would just simply turn their phones off. They'd go dark. They'd turn off their location services, which can be done quite easily on your phone, and you give up your your sat nav and you give up your ability to know exactly where you're driving. That kind of thing. But uh, that's the sort of thing that people could do to counter uh, this intrusion into their privacy, and it would be an intrusion into privacy. But my my point is whether we're getting to the point. You know, look at New South Wales. Look at those numbers. That. We don't have any choice that we have to do this. Last year it was proposed, I think in in Denmark, that traffic lights could be integrated into this big data collection and uh, used in in, uh, large cities to demarcate local hotspots. So you're driving along, if you see a double red flashing traffic intersection with lights, that means don't go there. There's been an outbreak. So you could get more granular about the way you approach this. But unfortunately, there is a deficit in trust and this does follow the history in recent times of large scale data breaches and privacy scandals in digital technology. So there's no question this plays a part in whether you could implement this. You can implement it in China because no one has any choice about it. In Western countries, in, in, in liberal democracies, and other parts of the world, people have pushed back against this, even if. They're aware that it could benefit them, their, their, their societies, in terms of severities of lockdown and spread of a, a very dangerous disease. I mentioned uh, those countries, uh, Vietnam, Israel, Russia, and Ecuador, as, as some of the countries that have used uh, this location data, Taiwan, China also. Uh, in Slovenia, a constitutional court suspended government t- attempts to permit the practice of getting this kind of location data from people's phones and using it for these purposes. So what can you do if you don't have technology? Can you do without the tech and and, um, follow best practice? And that's probably, you know, that's really what Australia is trying to do. Um, In Vietnam, that's what they've done. Um, uh, Apparently in Vietnam, which has until recently done very well in in, uh, dealing with the pandemic, less than 1% of cases during the latest outbreak had an unknown source. Uh, These cases prompted a swift response, usually in the form of a hyper-local lockdown of literally a single street, village or suburb to contain the outbreak. Vietnam just did everything you're supposed to do, according to experts. Responders acted more quickly and maybe more comprehensively, but it's not like they did something magical. So they did it with the the kind of low-tech response, but as quickly and as efficiently and as targeted as possible. So yes, time is of the essence with this. If you're too slow with your contact tracing, the window during which contact tracing can make a difference vanishes. Just continuing on the subject of uh, COVID and lockdowns, we were told last year and this is still the underlying logic that if we don't lock down we run the risk of our hospital system being overrun but this actually didn't happen last year even though we had uh, i think a peak of around 700 cases in in august in melbourne last year but we never got to the point where we were overrunning our hospitals since the beginning of the pandemic we have bolstered and improved our hospital systems to for handling COVID, and got a lot better at learning to live with this virus Unfortunately, though, there is a a tendency still to resort to lockdowns. Lockdowns are forecast to be uh, happening in Victoria, and you ask the average Melbourne birdie and I think a lot of people are almost resigned to this now that we are going to be having rolling lockdowns potentially through till Christmas. The target for when we get that we get to a kind of magic number of around eighty percent vaccinated, when perhaps like the UK has recently, we can open up. There are risks involved with that. There are caveats. This is not a perfect world. This is a virus that mutates, and vaccines are not perfect. But We also need to be aware that lockdowns are at best a temporary solution until the next incursion, that nothing has changed when you emerge from a lockdown. You are back to square one in terms of your vulnerability, but you also are eroding your spiritual and economic health every time you do a lockdown. Now, I'm not saying that state authorities are not aware of these facts, but I think they do need to be kept in mind. You know, Greater Melbourne is a city of 1,700 square kilometres. Surely we can target lockdowns a bit more within that space. You know, why should a farmer in Mildura be treated the same as people living in the inner west, where there's an outbreak in an apartment block, or anywhere in the inner east, for that matter? By locking everyone down, we are discriminating against people in places which are free of the virus. And that actually happened last Thursday from 8. Regional Victoria was locked down because they'd found viral traces in Wangaratta. And then just as of, I think, midnight last night, those restrictions were lifted from regional, but Melbourne stays in lockdown. The whole of Melbourne stays in lockdown. So tough times, tough decisions, but the pandemic is rolling on and it is changing and uh, the game is changing, unfortunately. There's the possibility of super variants emerging and they do, you know, really present a game-changing situation to authorities. And it just under, underlines, I've said it before, but we do have to accelerate our vaccine program. I know there will be people, there will be a percentage, it might be 15 to 20 percent of the population who have their own reasons, perhaps sensible reasons, that they're concerned not to do it. But for everyone else, let's play ball and let's get vaccinated. And if you, if you are happy to have the AstraZeneca, speak with your doctor, discuss the risks. There are risks to everything. You cross the road in the morning, get on a bus, do anything. There's risks. Get in a plane, not that we're allowed to. But if you want to be allowed to, you can get vaccinated. Vaccination is the key to unlock our lockdown. Just as government is striving to save lives, they should also be looking with equal determination to find ways to limit COVID's impact on people's jobs, family lives, schooling, and personal freedoms you're listening to beyond infinity thanks for listening remember to visit our program website beyondinfinity.com.au where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts that's beyondinfinity.com.au